It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. This is episode number 65 of the Right Away Podcast, and it is the 12th of October as we are recording. I'm JP Reinflush with my co-host. Chris Kane. Hello, Chris. And we have a book club today. So we are joined with... Lon Varnador. Marianne Hansen. And Janet Kiddo. Excellent. And we are discussing Take Off Your Pants by Libby Hawker. So Take Off Your Pants is supposed to be kind of plotting book for people who don't like to plot. One of the things I really like that she says about it, and this is part of my hot take, is that she doesn't use it for every book and it's not for every writer. This is just a way that works for her that helps her get her commercial fiction out very quickly. She's an example of she had an outline that she written, I don't know, years before. And the editor was like, hey, can we, you know, get this second book in production? And she's like, yeah, like, how about we get it done in three weeks? And they're like, whoa, is that enough time for a good book? She's like, yeah, I've got a great outline. We'll be good to go. And she pumped out a 98,000 word book in three weeks. Now, while I think that speed is not the best judgment on whether a plotting system works or not, I do think that that's a testament to the power of a good outline for a person who works well with outlines. Okay. Definitely so agree. So let's start it off with some hot takes. What y'all got? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> go on. The, the anti-plotter hates the plotter book. Right, right. I mean, you know, amazing that the guy who, you know, has his pants on thinks that the, the whole plotting thing is a bad thing. I have, I, I remember a while back, I, when I first read the book, and I looked at it, I tried, I did try it. Like, it's not like I haven't tried this. I did actually try it. And I got like a little novella out of it. Then I looked at it again, and it's rubbish. So it's like, well, I have to go back and rewrite this and uh, so and just it it still feel very, very confining while doing it so it's still something that's not for me but hey it has it I will say for those who want a plot or something it would definitely be a, a very good how-to for beginners I bought this on audiobook and my biggest issue with it was then I bought it. I had to buy it on odd, no, Kindle because, because I wanted to try it. I wanted to try how the steps that it goes through and you need, you need to see the outline. I mean, it was too hard to, like, I tried to listen to it and write down what they were saying, what was being said. And I couldn't. It was just, it was too hard to, to, to process in my head. If somebody else is more, is better at learning this way better than I am, I think I'm more of a visual learner, but I ended up buying the audio and understanding what they were, what was being said so much easier. I'm using they because I think it was a man who read the book. And so I'm getting really confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is correct. I also had the audiobook and I'm in the same boat as you. When I first listened through, I had no idea what 
they were talking about and I had the Kindle. So I opened that up and got to see exactly, but yeah, just the audiobook alone. I think I would have been more lost and it was odd because I was like, wait, halfway through listening to it. I'm like, isn't this by someone named Libby Hawker? And I was like, voice doesn't match. And then if I figure out that, yes, it was read by a man named Nathan. So Janet, what is your hot take? Yeah, my, my hot take is kind of going to be uh, a repeat of what's already been said, but I think the book is like, if you want to have more confidence in your writing by planning out your story, then I think this book gives you a basic template to build on. And it doesn't mean that like, you're not going to still waste time in words trying to figure out what story you're going to tell, because I think any method you have to practice. But my take was that the intention of this book was to make the writing process for regular releases more efficient. Yeah, I totally agree. I really, I like this process. I don't know how much I'm going to actually use it, but I think that it's a useful tool to have for me because I'm outline heavy and then I get myself to knot it up. So sometimes I like just going this route and being able to be a little bit cleaner. And I did this on a short story recently and it worked out really well. So that's my hot take is that I think it works for some things and for some people, but not everyone. Yeah. One of the things I do like is that it has, like I've mentioned before, that when I'm plotting, I need slightly more points than three story method has, which is just three. And that is your conflict choice and consequence. And that's too few for me to feel comfortable when I'm plotting to draw the dots together. But I almost had this like freak out sense of overwhelm when I looked at her basic scenes that she's like, these are the scenes I figure out for my plot lines. I was like, oh, that's too much. I've mentioned the W plot before, and that has five, six, like nine points. This had a bit more than that. And I I didn't count them because I got overwhelmed. But when I was reading through the plot points that she has, specifically in her example, of one of her main character threads that she was sharing. She shared that main character's full plot points. Then it made sense to me. And I saw that some of them repeated themselves. That was her murky middle. She has uh, a series of three kind of actions that follow one after the other. And I'm going to have to take a minute to look it up here that I really like it made sense and I think I will often be stealing so it is new drive for goal antagonist attacks and then thwart number three and people who have trouble with the seven point plot structure and I don't know if you guys have ever played around with that one that one has it has things that calls plot points and pinch points and it has confused the ever-living daylights out of me ever since I encountered it I have friends who like that works for them they get it they can roll with it and for the life of me I cannot keep plot points and pinch points straight with that method And what I think she has here is something similar in a completely different structure, but that thwart element that she has is a a new external conflict that comes in. And I, I don't know if I'm being confusing explaining to this to anyone who hasn't read the book yet, but the, the thwart aspect What helps keep the murky middle from being murky? So 
as we're moving through a book, we're trying to follow the, the, the main character changing, right? I think if we only had main character tries something, main character fails and then has to try something again, that has always felt really flat and boring to me because you're focusing on the same thing over and over. And I think this was a new key for me is like when you throw in that thwart element where something new and external related to things that have been going on. And this, you know, some people might say, hey, this is the elements of the side plot or whatever, or a subplot. Like this is, they might define this as a subplot, though she has several that are her thwart aspects. It's something outside that comes in and like makes things more complicated and worse rather than it always being a direct consequence of the character's actions. It's something else that comes inside and says, and now I'm going to make it worse is kind of how I'm processing that. I actually liked in this book that she, she dives into that. It's not about plot, that it's about the story core and plot and story. They're not the same thing when it comes to outlining, like that the focus was on the character arc was on the pacing. It was on the theme and as she talks about it, you know, plot is a sequence of events and those are the things that you can play with. So if you want to pants, you can still pants because you're dealing with the plot. What you're outlining are is the story core. So yeah, I, I think that all agree. ties into the, yeah, it ties into the, like, I'm not going to think about those pinch points either. Yeah, there was a, a part to it that I really liked because it resonates with my thoughts towards how theme can be used as a hypothesis for each scene. And he brings up, or she brings up several points in here where, you know, like Charlotte's Web isn't going to end a certain way because that doesn't really fit with the theme. I can't remember these exact examples, but they really hit to the point like if you think about the overall story core, of course, it's not going to hit these themes at the end because that has nothing to do with what the story's about. And I think that when you take that step back and you kind of look at like, that was the part that I really liked was that story core aspect and how each scene and how even the ending interplay with each other and tell this narrative through this theme. And that's how it drives forward. And one of the interesting things I found, and that this isn't the only, I think I had this with StoryGrid as well. When they extract what they think the theme is from books that I have read I often disagree with them and that's completely okay because reading is subjective and that's a good thing to remember that when we write no matter what we think the theme is even if we've expressed it extremely clearly there are going to be some people who come away with something completely different because it's this interplay of the reader's own background and what they have learned about life interacting with our text. And they're going to see things completely different than how we would see them. Lon, was there anything that you took away that is useful for you? Yeah, no, I, I will say that some of the, some of the things that you, you've talked about, like the thwarts and the idea of building of, of the, the, the core of the story, there are good elements to that. And, and the thing is, is it's, this this would not be something that I would use on like a first draft. It'd be more like, you know, this is like a second, third type of thing. So, yeah. you know, and that's how I felt about several several of the the books is has always been like definitely not a first draft thing for me, but afterwards there's there are some good elements in here like 
the thwart, the the and some of the other ones that you mentioned that I can't. Thing. Yeah, new drive towards the goal, the antagonist yeah. attacks, and yeah. then the thwart. And like the the middle, it seemed was I mean she had five or six of these mm -hmm. occurring one after the other leading up to the not crescendo what's the end of a book climax climax thank you so yeah the, but there were there are several several points that I I have used in the past and I still once and again will if I'm stuck it's like okay well we're, and I will think of it in like what is a new drive or what is a thwart that I could possibly use so I have to admit, I paid more attention to the beginning of the book than the end of the book, just because I liked how she started with character. I thought that <clears throat> how important it was that you think about all of the goals and the things that your character wants first, and that will then lead to who the allies are and the antagonist and all of those things. I appreciated that. And I started to do that with my work in progress. And I was doing great until I came up against the antagonist, which I guess is what the antagonist is supposed to do. I was just hoping that the antagonist would only work in my character's life and not in my own. <laughs> Marianne's characters come off the page and attack her. I live a very scary life. <laughs> how, yeah, how she approaches from a character aspect really reflects how I also approach telling my stories. The only thing that just drove me bonkers, and I, I think this is very, just a very personal thing, it's not something that everyone will feel the same, what her describing, her focusing in on, you need to find your character's flaw, their fatal flaw, that, how she described it was great. Uh, I loved it. But Anytime someone says flaw, it's very confusing for me. I much prefer Cam Weiland describing it as the lie your character believes. And in the way that Libby uses it, it is the exact same. It is, it is the lie your character believes. It is the flaw they need to fix. I just, I, I don't know. I just cringe at using the word flaw. And that's, that's me bringing my own backstory to the table. Can I say something more about theme? Because I think in this context, we're talking about outlining. And so it's to be our guidepost. Like it's not supposed to be something that the reader is going to figure out. It's just meant to be, it's not supposed to be like a higher meaning or anything. It, it's supposed to be so that we keep some kind of unifying story throughout. So what else do I want to say about this? Like, I think that you have to think about themes so that you can avoid overwriting if you're going to be outlining and, and thinking about theme. So isn't all, theme, isn't also it good to know that so that you can write your blurbs? It definitely helps. I don't know if she mentioned that. I didn't pick up on that, but it definitely helps writing your blurbs. And I liked that how, generally how she, not necessarily how she described theme, but the examples she used were very in line with Brian McDonald's theme or idea of armature they were sentences that could be proven or disproven except for her example her example of her own book which was like exploring an event through three different viewpoints and like that's not a theme that's a structure but that's just me being pedantic over here <laughs> i think though that can allude to like how it, it's difficult for you to pick your own theme out 
of your own work. And it's something that for those that want to work with theme, they have to sit down and think about like, what does this flaw truly mean? What am I trying to speak about this, this flaw or this lie my character tells themselves? And that's why I like the aspects of armature so much because it's that proof that you can use. Um, but yeah, it, it leads to a, that good point that, you know, she struggles to truly define it in one way that at least you pick up on as, you know, eh, this isn't, you know, the sentence that you're giving for everything else. It begs the question that, yes, it does take a lot of work to figure out what your theme is. Now, one of the things that she brought up that I honestly haven't really seen any other craft writer cover, and that doesn't mean that they haven't. Chances are somebody has written it, I've read it, and then just glazed past it. But how you end scenes and chapters, she calls it the technique, a symbol crash. And she gave an example of a perfectly well-written scene that, you know, started, finished, had all of the you know, had your conflict choice consequence, even though, you know, she doesn't talk using three-story method, but that's what we're familiar with. And then it just ends. And then you go on to the next scene. She's like, but what happens if you basically add a bit of denouement, like a, a, like a, a little punctuation, a symbol crash. And she puts just like a paragraph of imagery and, and worry at the very end of it. And she was right. It flowed so much better. The scene had so much more emotional impact just from that little image there at the end and that is one of my weaknesses is how do I end a scene how do I move from one scene to the next without being abrupt and that was possibly the most helpful uh thing that I got out of this book not to say that I didn't get a lot of other stuff out and it's funny because I've read this years ago and don't remember a look of it it was like reading a brand new book that I would say that part is also lost in the audible version because I listened to it and then when they said, add the symbol crash, I'm like, I don't know how this is different. Like, I don't remember enough of how, how different it was. And so I, I, I thought that in the audible version, they should have had an actual symbol crash. And that would have helped me so much more to know where that was. And perhaps it's just me or the fact that maybe I was doing something while I was doing this or listen to it as well. But um, yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm still once again. No, I definitely flipped back and forth between the two. <laughs> yeah, I had to like stop doing what I was doing and listen because I was like, I, I have to hear this. Otherwise I'm not going to get it. And even then it was it's very difficult in the audio version. Kind of a weird little kind of tangent from, from this is I remember because as I've said before, I, actually went to school for this and my I remember because the the thing that I wrote was a mystery book essentially and I you need those in in every chapter you need like the symbol crash you need something and it's funny because my the writing instructor the guy who was in charge said you should take those out I was like okay is that you shouldn't have something where the one chapter ends and then the next one, the next chapter begins a second or two after the chapter ends. Like, have you, have, have you not read any mystery book at all? It was kind of strange. And it's like, you know, this, this is someone who has actually done, has written actual mysteries before. It's like, what? But that was something that I, I already kind of knew. And I always am, 
trying for with every at the end of every scene or every chapter type of thing so yeah I definitely have tried to leave like an open question at the end of a chapter like what's going to happen but I I had never had somebody describe to me how to next level that transition slash image at the very end yeah I think the example of the triangles and squeezing your squeezing your character towards the the point of the triangle was was more useful probably because I'm a visual person and and the symbol crashing I think more about pacing than I think about like the end of the scene and yeah and I and I just I I I also think about the triangle I already use that in three story method I already am using that methodology so yeah yeah, I thought that her triangle and, and three-story method meshed very well together. Those two uh, ways of approaching it, very cohesive together. Yeah, and the idea that they're all nested together too. Yeah. With with visual, the one the one issue I had with the visual was that you you have like the name of the main character, and then you write down five numbers and you skip everything and then go to the flaw. I didn't understand why number two could not be the flaw. And like, I, I couldn't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand why there couldn't have been like seven numbers and why number four is actually like 10 number. You know what I mean? Like that. So, so to describe what Marianne is referring to, her story core structure is you write down five numbers and then number one is you write your main character and a bit of a description about them. But then you jump below the numbers and you write what their fatal flaw is. And then you jump back to the numbers and you write number five, like how they're going to like how the story is going to end. And then and it was very it was very much jumping back and forth, which does reflect the creative process a lot. But for someone who's following someone else's process, it feels very not Right. And I like, that's probably just come from like coming out of a school system where you do number one and then you do number two and we're like used to instructions and these instructions were not in order. (laughs) Well, and I didn't understand why the flaw and the ally didn't have numbers, but the antagonist did have a number. Like I wanted, I didn't get that. Like I want, and and this has nothing to do with like the main part of the, just what I learned from it, but I kept waiting to understand why an ally had no number. And I felt so bad for the poor little ally. It reminded me of Goose and Top Gun. You just felt bad for him the whole time. Now I need to go listen to the Top Gun soundtrack. So like Lon said, like Lon, Lon said in his hot take that he thinks this is good for people who are beginning to write and, and learn to plot. I found really useful things as a somewhat veteran writer and even with my overload with the felt like giant list of scenes that she's like these are these are your your you know basic outline as I read through them and took them one by one they spun up plot elements for me reading through them and I think if I were to write the whole list of of plot scenes of scenes out first and then try to tackle them one by one I would be completely overwhelmed but if I just write one and then write the next it might work really well for me I haven't tried it yet but I'm going to 
I haven't gotten to the end of, of the written book. Does she have the whole entire list out at the very, very end where it goes one through five plus all of the plot points, which I believe is number four plus flaw, flaw, ally, and theme? Does she do that? Kind of. She gives her long... Um her long version of her Pocahontas story where she does one, two, three, four, five and flaw ally theme and then all of her scenes. But I don't think she has a blank version of it just sitting in, in the book, which is unfortunate because that would be useful. Has anyone read the anatomy of story by, is it John Truby? Truby. I haven't yet. It's on my to read list. Yeah. I'm like, I think I have it to my left. <laughs> Right within arm's reach, but no, I haven't read it yet. Because this book, she talks about it throughout her own book. Yeah, and I've heard really good things about how Truby approaches storytelling as well, which is why he's been on the, the to read list, but it's not happened yet. Perhaps it shall be a right away option for our next book club. Before we go, why don't everyone tell us where we can find them? Janet? You can find me at janetkiddo.com. Lon? On Instagram at dragonlight36. Perfect. And Marianne? At Marianne Hansen Author on Instagram. Perfect. Links Thank will you be in the show notes. All right. Okay, so to wrap this up, Overall, I love this book and I forgot everything about it from the first time, which goes to show that not every book is for you at every stage of your writing career. And also you can learn new things from old reads. For next month, for our November book club, we will be reading Your Book, Your Brand by Dana Kay. Enjoy the pleasure of listening to Dana talk about branding. She had some really great worksheets. I'm definitely looking forward to getting this book. We've had, I think branding is something that JP and I have been focused on a lot and we're dragging everybody else with us because it's, it's the armature for our writing careers once we figure it out. And it's so much harder to figure ourselves out than it is every other book that we haven't written and everyone else. I think I'm going to do next book club lying on a couch. Yeah, the branding books, you should definitely be lying on a couch. They they turn into counseling sessions for you. Brand. So that's the book we'll be reading next month. And then if you are a member of our Patreon, you'll be able to help us choose our book for December, which will include John Truby's 22 something something of storytelling. I need to relook it up to what the official techniques of storytelling may be. Whichever one it was that was mentioned in this book. So that will be on our Patreon, which you can join for as little as a dollar a month. And you will be able to join us live for these book clubs and join in the full chaos. Thanks so much for joining us this week. See you later. Bye. <laughs> So, Lon, are you continuing pants free? Yes. Just in general, <laughs> just pants free forever. Just pants free forever. Wonderful. Uh, I'm learning. I can't. When when do we see each other next? This will be exciting. No, I can't because it's pants free forever.
Well, I mean, he's the only one wearing a t-shirt during the volleyball scene. You know what I'm saying? I have only one, ever watched as a child, so I did not pick up on the non-shirted element of the grown man. Oh, we're not going to discuss how old I was. <laughs> so we'll just move on from there. Just trust me on this one. I know who was. Never mind. We're going to move on. We're moving on now. So which Keanu Reeves movie were you watching? Was he wearing a shirt? That is so not nice. That's just that is mean. This is a this is number three, which is antagonist. <laughs> Janet is very antagonist for this episode of the Right Away podcast. <laughs> but this was a discussion about whether we should have pants on or not. That's true. I mean, Marianne's gonna remember who has pants on and who doesn't. Well, that's earlier. I know we don't video this, but earlier I did raise the my phone so that people could tell that I'm wearing jeans so that no one was nervous about 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 that because you know the you know certain world pandemics <laughs> have you know caused it so that not everybody has felt the need for all articles of clothing. It's true. especially while playing volleyball. Well, on that note. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we just leave it. End of that. I, I'm realizing that outlines actually do help a little bit for me because I will get to a point where I don't know where to go. And so I think at least knowing the ending will really help because, and I also, I think I've realized that you can't really write alone. Cause today, like in the group chat with me just saying, I don't know what an antagonist is and getting the different ideas and viewpoints from everybody. And all of a sudden it made my brain explode and helped, helped it in so many ways. And I think, I think that's what I get most from this book group is, I don't know, I think because we read all of these books together. We're forming a trust. It's true. Because some of the books are great, and some of the books are great but unhelpful. In case anyone wants to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm.